you pick even one of the steps, it will immediately help you get clarity and understand how to execute better. Welcome to the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where we talk about applying high leverage psychology in your business and life. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, private practice owner, speaker, executive coach, and consultant. I became a psychologist to learn how to leverage psychology and help others do the same. For over a decade, I've been tracking how psychology gets in the way of smart and results-driven people. For years, I've developed frameworks and tools to help them leverage psychology instead to launch themselves forward. It's my mission to share my hard-earned lessons with you so you can launch yourself forward too. I can't wait to talk high leverage psychology with you so you can learn to take higher leverage action today. Let's talk high leverage psychology. Last week, I uncovered seven pitfalls that mess with decision-making. Today, I'm sharing my favorite framework to address them all and empower any decision to become more effective and drive better results. As I said last week, decision-making is a critical skill. The difference between the greatest achievements and the biggest disappointments in life boil down to decision-making. Getting it right means putting your time, effort, and money into a multiplier. The rewards of great decisions can be 2x, 10x, or 100x the outcome, or more whether in business, relationships, parenting, or personally feeling happy, fulfilled, and free. But getting it wrong can multiply all our efforts by zero, or worse, push us into the negative. Our lives are deeply shaped by the quality of our decisions. Sooner or later, it catches up with everyone. Here's a quick recap of the seven pitfalls I talked about last week that lead to bad decision-making. Number one, the judgment imbalance. Number two, the impulse problem. Number three, the priority confusion. Number four, the alignment issue. Number five, the follow-through fallacy. Number six, the perfection paralysis. And number seven, the fear effect. Sounds like a secret season of the Big Bang Theory, (laughs) but I swear I didn't swipe it from the show. Here's the TLDR on my decision-making framework to bust through the most common pitfalls I talked about last week. It's five steps. Assess, explore, prioritize, align, and execute. If you pick even one of the steps, it will immediately help you get clarity and understand how to execute better on decisions. So let's start with step one, assess. Ask yourself, how important is this decision and why? There are four parts to how important a decision is, at least to me. Permanence, impact, frequency, and urgency. What you can do is rate all of those on a one to 10, where 10 is the highest. The higher the score, the more thought and effort goes into the decision. For permanence, on a 1 to 10, how permanent is this decision? Buying an office chair you can return is often reversible. It takes some effort, so maybe that's like a 2 or 3. A lease might be a 7 or 8. It can't always be reversed, but that might vary. For example, based on the length or terms of the lease, or being able to break or change or get out of the lease. Having a baby is much more permanent. And in that case, we might be talking a nine or 10. Second is the impact. 
What is the short and long-term effect of deciding one way or another? Zero has practically no relevant impact. A 10 is most impactful. And it can be circumstantial, like whether to go to the bathroom now or in two minutes. Often it doesn't matter much. But if you've got a critical pitch in two minutes, then it might be much more impactful. Here's another example. What to eat one day for lunch is short-term. But these decisions can compound over time. Eating junk every day has a greater impact than once in a while. On the other hand, deciding what to eat daily is a different kind of choice, and that different type of decision is what I like to call frequency. Frequency has to do with how often is this going to come up. A low score would be decisions we make less often, like once every few months or years. Some decisions we make every day or multiple times a day, like what to eat, where, or watch. In fact, those three types of decisions often eat up hours of time and tons of mental energy for people. Imagine if those decisions were clear and made in advance. The amount of time saved can be literal weeks per year, plus the mental energy we save by not having to bother thinking about it. Highly accomplished people often get these decisions out of the way. They set their daily wardrobe and meal plans so they don't have to waste precious time and energy on them. Instead, they focus their time and energy on decisions with more impact and permanence. Sometimes very rare decisions are actually very important, but not because of how often we make them. It's because the impact and permanence of those decisions can be really high. Or the next one, urgency. Urgency is all about when does the decision have to be made? Today, next week, next quarter. Sometimes urgency is because of a time limit. Other times it's because of other limits or constraints. Supply is another limit or constraint that drives urgency, like high-end watches and cars or really in-demand jobs or prestigious clients. Low urgency decisions can wait a long time. High urgency decisions are filled with pressure because of those constraints. Knowing which decisions can wait and which need to be made immediately is critical. Use these four parts of importance to assess the decision at hand. Permanence, impact, frequency, and urgency. Rate a given decision on each of them from 1 to 10. Understand the importance of the decision you're about to make so you know what you need to weigh to make the best decision. Which brings us to step two. Explore. We don't always know how to make the best decision the first time around, and that's okay. If you don't have complete clarity from the start, reframe the process. You don't have to know everything. Your next step might be a process of discovering, learning, figuring out, how do I make the best informed decision here? It's all about gaining clarity. Clarity is knowing the desired outcome, the costs and limitations, and what matters to everyone involved. Just a quick note, your comments keep this podcast going and growing. If an episode inspired or motivated you, drop a review. It's quick. You can do it in less than 10 seconds. And your words might just be the nudge someone else needs. Plus, it means the world to me to read your comments so I know how the podcast helps people learn and grow. Your review could be the reason someone else listens, and it could make all the difference for them. Here are three points to consider. Desire, constraints, and values. Desire is what you want or envision for the outcome. Constraints are any personal boundaries, which includes financial or time limitations that matter. Values are what's important to you, whether that's directly tied to your desire or constraints, 
or it might be other things that are important that are separate from the decision at hand, but impact how you think about it. The best way to explore is to go out and gain experience. For example, do a bunch of interviews for a job role. Meet with a handful of contractors before choosing which one to hire. Exploring has two parts, external and internal. External is about going out and experiencing the world. Make contact with the world and what's possible. Internal is about tuning into what your brain and heart tell you. Let yourself express what you want, your constraints, and let your experience guide you by being tuned in. Step three is prioritize. Be clear on what you would move out of the way to make it happen, or what may make this decision an easy no. So here are a couple of exercises I like to do to help me prioritize. One is write down what I call the N's and T's. The N's are the necessities versus the niceties, what's required and what's extra. The T's are the tolerables versus the intolerables, what's acceptable and what's not. This is not your typical pros and cons list. It's an exercise to be clear on what makes the decision worthwhile and what doesn't for you. What's required and what's off the table. Once you have the N's and T's, you can do the next exercise. Ask yourself these questions. What would you move out of the way to make this happen? When would you get rid of this? What would you put ahead of this decision? Rank order on a one to 10 based on how much you'd move out of the way to do this and what you'd put ahead of this particular decision that you're looking at. A rating of 10 means you'd move everything out of the way. It is the absolute top 10 out of 10 important priority. Once you have clarity on your priority, it's time to include others, which brings us to step four, align. Usually decisions aren't just about ourselves. They include and affect other people, whether that's your partner, your teams, your family, or anyone else. Recognize that any decision or solution that works that's going to be effective will include what matters for other people too. That means it includes your needs, your goals, your dreams, and those of anyone else affected by it. Here's an example. Big churn and terrible PR issues usually stem from missing that second piece when leadership is making decisions or they're setting or creating the culture. The experience that matters is the experience for the employees. And that can create all kinds of problems inside an organization, inside of a company, when we are not aligning with what matters to other people who get affected by the decisions we're making. And that brings us to step five, execute. Execution is about breaking it down into small steps, making executable decisions, putting a reasonable and the quickest possible time frame on your executable decisions, and adopting a mindset of trying and tinkering. Instead of setbacks, look at decisions as information and feedback to keep improving on to move towards your goal. And if you're still struggling, then it's time to dig into why. Take the time to consider which step is the biggest struggle for you. Pay attention to how you might be avoiding your decisions. Notice what happens when you feel uncomfortable, when things get hard. At some point, you may need to face and shift how you respond when fear shows up. To recap, I walked you through how I clarify 
making decisions for myself and with my clients in five steps. Assess, explore, prioritize, align, and execute. The five steps help to clarify and solve the seven pitfalls for making your decisions. Even recognizing and applying one of these steps can change the quality of your decisions for the better, turning a negative multiplier into a positive one. Start leveling up your decision-making today, one at a time. And if you're looking for some personalized help, don't hesitate to reach out. And on that note, I'll see you next week. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast is produced by Dr. Yishai and PodTech. Music by www.purple-planet.com. Dr. Yishai is a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with the guest or listener. The information contained in this publication is for general informational purposes only and shall not be relied on or construed as coaching advice or therapy. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thanks again for listening. I hope today's episode fulfilled my mission to help you leverage psychology better in your business and life.